This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We've been studying 1 John in our deeper series the past few weeks. Today we're going to look at chapter 5 in which John gives us something we can know with confidence enough to build our lives upon. Please stay with us for our message, You Can Have a Deeper Certainty. We face so many uncertainties in our lives, and that can be really hard on us. Today we're going to take a look at something very important that we can be certain about in an uncertain world. I hope you'll stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, who in the work of creation commanded light to shine out of darkness, shine in our hearts and our minds this day. As the old hymn says, melt the clouds of sin and sadness and drive the gloom of doubt away. Through your holy word, whose truth sets us free. Amen. I know that my Redeemer lives. What comfort this sweet sentence gives. He lives, he lives, who once was dead. I know that my 
Our reading for today is taken from John's first letter, near the end of the New Testament, chapter 5, beginning at verse 11. By the way, this is our last message from our sermon series entitled, Deeper. John writes, And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the boldness we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have obtained the requests made of him. If you see your brother or sister committing what is not a mortal sin, you will ask, and God will give life to such a one, to those whose sin is not mortal. There is sin that is mortal. I don't say that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that is not mortal. We know that those who are born of God do not sin, but the one who was born of God protects them, and the evil one does not touch them. We know that we are God's children and that the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. My faith has found a resting place Not in device nor creed I trust the ever-living one His wounds for me shall plead Enough for me that Jesus saves this ends my fear and doubt A sinful soul I come to Him He'll never cast me out I need no other argument I need no other plea It is enough that Jesus died And that He died for me
Dear friends, the older I get, the more I realize a number of things I don't really know. For instance, I don't really know much about technology. I struggle with my computer. I even struggle with my TV set. I don't know how my health is going to be in the next few years. As far as deep questions go, I, I don't know why bad things happen to good people. I don't know when I'm going to die. And I don't know what heaven is going to look like. There are so many things. I don't know. It appears that I'm not alone. I came across an article that I found rather humorous, written by a gentleman who has questions about things he doesn't understand, things he just doesn't know. He says, why is it that doctors call what they do practice? I don't know. Why is the person who invests all your money called a broker? <laughs> that I don't know either. Why is the time of day with the slowest traffic called rush hour? I don't know. And my favorite, if flying is so safe, why do they call the airport the terminal? I don't know. Well, there are a lot of things that I don't know. Today I want to share with you some things that I do know and that I want you to know as well. They're important things. When I say, uh, when I talk about knowing, I'm talking about this deep certainty within, this confidence that it's a fact I can build my life on. I know these things. We've been looking at uh, the first letter of John for the past several weeks in our deeper series. And now we're at the end, chapter 5. John's congregation that he's writing to had a lot of I don't knows. I'm not certain. I'm not so sure. Happening in its midst. Times were hard back then for the early Christians. There was persecution. People didn't understand them. They were a real minority. Almost looked at as kind of a cult. And to top it off, there were teachers that were getting into that church, teaching things that were strange from what they had initially heard from John. There were questions that they brought with them, questioning the basic tenets of the Christian faith. And of course, John, being the good pastor that he wanted to be, can't leave it like that for his folks. So he seeks to assure them. He says, these are some things that I really want you to know. Uh, he says, first of all, you know, everything I've been sharing with you is basically based upon a testimony that God has given us himself through his son, Jesus Christ, through his life and his death and his resurrection and through the Holy Spirit as well. He says, so here's some things I know that I want you to be able to pick up on. He says, number one, I know eternal life with God is available. John writes, God has given us eternal life. Now, the definition of eternal life is the life of the ages. It's, it's life with him, living with God as his child now and forever. It's eternal. He says, secondly, I know that eternal life and that eternal kind of life is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus alone is where this life is to be found and experienced. 
He says this life is in his son, and whoever has the son has life, and who doesn't have the son doesn't have life. Then he says, not only do I know eternal life with God is available and it's found in Christ, he says, I know who has eternal life, who can live with assurance. He said, here's my purpose for writing this letter in the first place. He said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, Jesus, so that you may know, have deep certainty that you have eternal life. You who believe in Jesus, he's writing to believers. And he's saying, you can know. I want you to know, God wants you to know that his promises are true. In John's gospel, it's very interesting that before he wrote this letter, he wrote it to people that were checking Jesus out. And he said at the end of it, in his statement of purpose, these things are written in order that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Now we see him in this letter writing to those who are believers. They've said yes to Christ. They're followers. And he talks to them about, good share of the letter, what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And in this last chapter, he says, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you can know that you have eternal life. It's interesting, when I was early on in my ministry uh, here at Shepherd of the Valley, where I served, uh, I was interested in teaching my folks how to do evangelism, sharing the good news of Jesus with other people. And I took a course that I shared with them. It was called Evangelism Explosion. And one of the opening questions in the spiritual conversation that they would want you to learn is, are you to that place in your spiritual life where you know for certain that if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven? I was always amazed at the number of people who looked like deer in the headlight when I asked that question including Christians. They'd say things like, well, I hope so. And then others would say, well, no one can know that, can they? And John tells us today, I write these things in order that you may know, that you may live life with a deep certainty that you have eternal life in Christ. And to say, I know I have eternal life is not presumptuous or arrogant thinking based upon your own goodness or merit, but it's a deep certainty and confidence in the promises of Jesus Christ. John is saying there's no more need for doubts about what your standing with God is, about your present or your future with God. You belong to him. And no more wondering, he says, goes on to say, if he hears me when I pray, I know he hears me, he says. I can be praying with confidence now in Christ's name, knowing my father hears me. Next, John says, I also know that trusting in Jesus, we're God's children. The rest of the world lies under the power of the evil one, but not us. We have a glorious future ahead. We are God's children who share in the victory of Jesus Christ. And it's almost as if he's saying to them, yeah, bad things will still happen in this broken world of ours because Satan is still around. Sin still is at work. And there's going to be disappointments that will happen and hardships that will come. But know this, nothing can snatch us from him. Whether you live or whether you die, you belong to him forever. 
And finally, the last thing he says is, you can know God himself. You can enjoy a personal relationship with the Heavenly Father and grow closer to him. John says, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. You can know him. You can actually say along with Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me. And even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for he's with me. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. John says, you can know him. You can know the the good shepherd. And you see, God has given us testimony about his son by raising him from the dead on Easter. It was God's stamp of affirmation. Jesus is the resurrection that you've longed for and the life with God that you thirst for. And you can know you're going to heaven and nothing can separate you in this life from God because of what Jesus has done for you. You can know that you are loved, not just today, but all the way into eternity as you have your trust in Jesus Christ and have received what he has come to give you. Wow. All these things we can know. God has communicated with us everything that we really need to know. Yes, there's always going to be things we don't know. But he's told us everything we need to know through his son, Jesus Christ. And you know what the bottom line is here for John as he writes this? You know what he's after? He's after faith. The faith of that church and your faith that you would keep trusting in Jesus Christ and build your life upon him. That you would trust in him and what he has done for you at the cross. That you would be confident and full of courageous hope as you live with him and as you live for him as a shining light and a witness in this world. John's bottom line is not only that you would trust him, but that you would follow Jesus, that you would live life Christ's way. Walk with him and come to know him more and more as you live with him in those gospel stories in Scripture. And grow to be like him as you do life as he did life, as you strive to be the person that uh, is going to be full of love and kindness and joy and patience and faithfulness, self-control, and giving yourself away to others out of love for them because God first loved you. And John says, that all leads to your knowing what I've just shared with you. It leads to this deep certainty 
instead of doubts, hope, confidence instead of worry, assurance instead of anxiety. Gerhard Frost is a Lutheran writer that I've enjoyed in the past. He tells his story that there once was a powerful man important in the world of business. He was accustomed to command, to having his own way. One day, late for an appointment, he decided to take a shortcut. To his dismay, he found that he'd chosen the wrong road. He realized he was completely lost and determined to ask the first person he saw for directions. That person happened to be a child on the side of the road. He addressed the young boy gruffly. Boy, which way to Dover? I don't know, the child responded, embarrassed. Well, then, the man demanded, how far to Painesville? I don't know that either, the child answered. The man's questions got angrier as the boy kept responding with the same answer. And the boy grew more and more uncomfortable. And finally, the man lost his temper and shouted at him, you don't know much, do you? Then, for the first time, the boy smiled, and looking up the winding road to a little house where the evening light shone through the window, the boy exclaimed, No, but I know I ain't lost. Isn't that what we all want to be able to say as we look to our own future? As we look at the various questions that we can't answer, but can always say, I know I ain't lost. That's why Jesus Christ came into this world. So that you could have that kind of assurance in your life. Because you're connected to the Heavenly Father through faith in Jesus. One final thing. Notice John's progression here. It's kind of a road map of a spiritual journey from his gospel through his letter. Near the end of the gospel, he says, now I've written all these things so that if you're wondering about Jesus, you can come to understand him better. And my hope is that you'll believe, take that next step and trust in him. And then we get to the letter and now he's talking to people that are believers. And he talks to them about living with Christ, following, uh, following life out with Jesus growing in knowledge of him and of God, giving yourself away to others out of love, being a person of integrity, uh, walking life out as Jesus would walk it if he were you. And finally, he said, it leads to knowing. This deep confidence within, this certainty that no matter what happens, I know the end of the story. I know God wins. I know whose I am. I know why I'm here. And I know where I'm going. Can I ask you a personal question today? Where are you on this roadmap? Are you hearing for the first time? Are you someone who is believing? Have you taken the step to live with him and follow him and grow in him? Because that knowing that John is talking about is waiting just for you. A word of encouragement. How about taking that next step? Amen. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore.
you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the promising future that is ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Make us certain that because he lives, we shall live also. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way behind you, to encourage you, beside you, to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to have the certainty that no matter what happens, you know whose you are, why you are here, where you are going, and at the end of the story, God wins. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit listener supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship and all others who listen. We are extremely grateful and feel a great responsibility to all who support us with their prayers and gifts. In this effort, we are currently considering the viability of each station we use. Therefore, we're asking for your help. During the month of August, please let us know where you're hearing this program. You can mail this information to us at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, by emailing us at cc at nas.org, or by visiting our website, www.christiancrusaders.org, or by calling us at one 693 2484. If you are listening to a radio station, please give us the call letters of that station. Each quarter, we print a newsletter called The Crusader. Each newsletter contains short messages by Pastor Kramer, Pastor Lavig, and Julie Nordstrom, our executive director. And in addition, other general information about Christian Crusaders. If you would like to receive this newsletter and are not already in our mailing list, please give us your name and address and you'll be included in our future newsletter mailings. We are happy you are able to worship with us today and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and radio speaker on Christian Crusaders, broadcasting biblical truth continuously since 1936.